incredible book, uh, 1 John. I, I think we've all noticed that. Um, so it took us two, two weeks to get through the first 10 verses. Uh, we'll pick up the pace a little bit, but if you're thinking we'll do the whole chapter, sec, uh, 1 John chapter 2 today, that just shake your head over that idea falls out. Probably three weeks. I'm looking at the first 11 verses here this morning. Hopefully we'll get through the first 11 verses. I'll read them and then we'll pray. How's that? Um, okay, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought also so to walk, even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which you have heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness, even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. He that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. Lord, open our eyes that we might understand your word, and we might apply it to our life in such a way that blesses your heart and benefits um, us, everyone we know, and all our relationships, and gives great honor to your name. We ask it in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, chapter 2 starts out, my little children, uh, technion, I believe is the word, born ones. Um, I would like it to say born ones if I were writing it, because, you know, I think uh, sometimes, and it's because it's referring to born again ones. Um, some people talk about like born, oh, you're one of those like reborn Christians. You ever hear that? Why did they say that? I don't, I don't understand it. Why do they say like that? Oh, you're one of them reborn Christians? You mean a Christian? <laughs> uh, there's another brand out there that I don't know about? And it sounds like it was some tragic, weird offshoot of some, you know, because, you know, uh, John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus talking to Nicodemus says, you must be born again. We saw it a couple times in First Peter. It's not a, it's a theme. It goes through, but it's kind of subtle sometimes. And here, he, I, he's talking to born-again ones. And, but it, we have it, my little children, which it's, that's not what it's saying. It's saying born ones. You know, Scottish have a word, barren, B-A-I-R-N, and it's kind of born ones. It means little baby, kind of, and, and, and that's what it means. Here, he's talking to born-again ones, and that would be you, that would be me, if we are born again. My my little born ones, my born-again ones, these things right into you that you sin not. Now, wait a second. I'm having a problem here. <laughs> I'm writing this to you so that you don't sin. Verse 8 of, of chapter 1, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. 
So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm sinless because that would be a lie. But he's writing to these, uh, these things that we sin not. Okay, what's going on here? Well, okay, I've had, I've had a sin problem in my life. I have a sin problem in my life. Tomorrow I'll be having a sin problem in my life. Uh, later on, we'll be introduced to the flesh, the, um, the world, and the devil. Okay, they're going to guarantee that that sin problem is not going to be done away with any time soon. But what I do with that sin problem, it's just because we have one doesn't mean, you know, it's kind of like, I, I know a lot of Christians just throw up their hands, oh, I'm a sinner, what can I do? Indeed. What do you mean? I understand, you say you're a sinner, that's a good thing. You're not lying. But that's not a like a okay thing. Like, well, let's keep doing it because we are. And I think this. Uh, I, I want to get this point across because it's a big point. It's so wrestle, fight, fight the good fight, overcome. Uh, I I uh, I've had problem with alcohol in my life. I mean, I have had a problem with alcohol in my life. I'm just gonna die a drunk. I, I, what can I do? I, I just sorry. I'm gonna get tanked up. Come home and beat you up and throw up and wallow in it and go to work all hungover the next day. Okay, nothing I can do about it. Wait, what? What are you talking about? And I hear this a lot, like, okay, admitting that we're a sinner, good. Living in sin, not good, okay? And, you know, uh, I just want us to understand something, because we have two kinds of people all the world. Some people never, I don't do anything wrong, I don't do, and I'm a good person, and Basically, saying I'm not a sinner, and they're a liar, and the truth isn't in them, or they just water down what sin is to the point where it's no matter what they do isn't sin. And then there's the people who understand what sin is, but don't overcome it. Well, you're missing on both sides. Jesus loves us, and He loves us when we are sinners. Well, we're yet in our sin. Well, we're in rebellion against God. God demonstrated His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We know that verse, right? We love that verse. Now he's just going to leave us in our sin. What kind of savior are you, God, if that's how it works? But it doesn't work that way. He's saying, my, my born ones, he's saying, I'm writing to you that, you that you sin not. Now, there's all kinds of scripture on the how to overcome sin. We're not going to see it right here, right now. And if I go off there, we won't, I won't come back. But this, uh, you know, it comes to mind, uh, Romans chapter 6, we're calling a mortify, to put to... Uh, death, the deeds of the flesh, deeds of the flesh, sin. Um, but here he's going to talk about a different way. Like, and if you say, "Well, I'd like to overcome sin," well, we'll look at it kind of a, in a. But like Romans chapter six, go there. But right now, I'm writing these things to you so that you sin not. And if any man sin, wait a second. Okay, first you can't you can't say you're not a sinner because you're lying. And but but here. It, don't sin, but if you do sin, well, but that's our life, isn't it? I mean, we, we understand it. I'm a sinner. God's given me the power to overcome sin, but guess what's going to happen in the next... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up. I, I know, you're skeptical. You're saying, not you, Adam. How many people here are skeptical? None. We get it. We understand who we are. We understand what we're up against. So we do sin, He's given us power to overcome sin. We don't always use the power. And sometimes we mess up. 
And that's the situation. What, well, what happens? Well, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. I love that. An advocate, a defense attorney. Just let that soak in. Is it just the once for all? He died for our sins? No. He he's ever lives at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for us. So I go into the courtroom and I was driving 90 miles an hour through the courtyard, uh, through the schoolyard, and when the cop finally pulled me over, he slapped the cuffs on me and threw me in jail. <laughs> That's what happens when you're driving 90 through a schoolyard. So I go into the, uh, this is a kind of a parable, by the way, it didn't actually happen, just in case you wanted. So, so I go into the courtroom, and the judge is my dad. <laughs> now, how do I feel about my chances of getting out of this? Pretty good, all of a sudden. I'm thinking, this is good. And he says, uh, uh, you know, the, he listens to all the evidence, and he listens to the, the guy who arrested me and stuff like this. I don't really have anything to say for myself. I'm guilty. So he pounds the gavel, and he says, um, $5,000 and six months in jail. Dad, it's me. What's going, what about, you know, fatherly love? He says, well, in this courtroom, you know what happens? Justice happens. And before they cart me off to a sentence I well deserve, I think everyone would admit, uh, Dad takes his robe off and comes down and stands beside me, writes out a check for $5,000 and pays the bailiff. And then he goes and he pulls his heels in prison for six months on my behalf. I don't even think he can do that, but just in my parable you can, okay? Now you understand what's going on, okay? God isn't soft on justice. Judgment has to happen. He's not a squishy judge like, nah, whatever you did. Oh, how cute are you, sin? No, 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 sin is awful. The, the penalty has to be paid, but it was paid by somebody who loves us very much. Now, the advocacy of Jesus Christ is very similar to that. Yeah, he did it. No, he's messing up again. Yep, he's sinning. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful to, and just to forgive us our sins and to catheterize, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what's happening? Jesus Christ, speaking to the Father on our behalf, Satan ever accusing us. I was thinking of going to Zephaniah and looking at this, and I still might, but I don't, I don't think so. You know, it's when Joshua, the high priest, and all that, and you know, don't think of Joshua, the general, what led the children of Israel. Read this on your own. Zephaniah, I think it's in chapter 2, second to last book, you know, right before Malachi. And uh, it, 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 it's like behind the scenes. It's a picture of the advocacy. So Jesus Christ is promoting our cause. Yeah, he's guilty, but the penalty has been paid. And this is what it's setting up to tell us. If any man... Uh, I'm writing these things that you sin not, but if you sin, if any man sin, and guess what? That just might happen to you. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. How can it work? Because, verse 2, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. He, he set up the payment. He, he, he assuages the righteousness and the upset, the fury, the wrath of God against sin. 
he, he pays the payment and he works out the deal on our behalf. Propitiation is a funny word. It's only here in the New Testament in King James. Who's got something else that says propitiation? Because I think sometimes they miss the point and sometimes they get it. You got propitiation in your New American Standard, huh? Expiation. It does expiate the sins. It takes care of them. It does do that. So that's that's good. Uh, but he pays the penalty. He 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 smooths over the father's wrath by how does he do that? By drinking the wrath of God, that the cup of the fury, the wrath of God to the dregs on our behalf. So what does it look like? I, I don't know the exact prayer. Jesus prays, uh, yeah, uh, Lord, uh, Adam's a knucklehead, but he's my knucklehead. I've died for his... I don't, I don't know how it works, right? I don't know exactly, but he's, he's advocating. He's, he's, our, he's our advocate. He's a propitiation for our sins. Not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Crash goes the L of tulip in the uh, Calvinist viewpoint. Did you hear it just collapse? Uh, limited atonement is the L. You know, that Calvinism has a five points, total depravity. I forget what the U stands for. The L is limited atonement. It's the one I have the biggest problem with. It's, Jesus didn't die for everyone's sins. He only died for the sins of the ones that God would choose because God is sovereign. I think God is sovereign. But we looked in Second uh, Peter where God's not willing that any perish, but the majority of people perish. Jesus told us so. It's a broad way that leads to destruction. Many are going on that path. So the majority of the time, God doesn't get his will. Yeah, he's sovereign, but he's sovereign like you're sovereign. Do you always get your way? Uh, he, he yields to your choice. I'm not going to select you, God. I'm not going to. I'm going to go to hell. He says, Okay, if that's what you want. But don't tell me Jesus didn't die for the whole world because you have a verse staring in the face that says he did. And I don't know what, you know, tulip people, I don't know what the Calvinists do with this verse. It's right there. He is a propitiation for our sins. He satisfied God's wrath and he's working on our behalf, but not for us only, for the sins of the whole world. The, the blood of Jesus cleanses the whole world from sin if they would have it. Does it lose its power? Does it lose its effectivity, uh, effectiveness? The more people get saved, not at all. Uh, is there a, was when you know people say, well, he you know on the cross he was thinking of you. He was saying, I'm doing this for Adam. I'm doing this for and you know, put your own name there. I think so, but I was think I think he was thinking of every person who ever lived. Some of us say. Not interested. And that's shameful and sad. But don't blame it on Jesus. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. So it all comes back to the law. The law of Moses. If you keep your Sabbath keeper and you don't take his name in vain and you honor your mom and you don't steal or kill, then you're all set. You go to heaven. That's what it says right here. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Wait a second. What are his commandments? Let's Remain calm. Let's put that on the... But it's, I don't think it's the Ten Commandments. I never think it's the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments is like, they're good. I mean, they're really good. You shouldn't kill anybody. I mean, if you're thinking about it, right? But is that how it works, really? That guy cut off, cut me out of the line the other day. I was about to get in the line at the grocery store, and he hurried and get there first. And he had a cart full of stuff. And I only had like five things. I wanted to kill him. 
but I didn't because there's a commandment. Ah, oh, like, oh, it's going to kill him. Thou shalt not kill. Okay, I won't. Is that how you, your life goes? Because the Ten Commandments are there, and so they stop me from... I'm glad they're there, but I think they're to the unbelief. I think they're to Israel in their unbelief. I mean, I really do. I think it's kind of a, a, a handbrake. It stops the wagon from going over the, the... For the worldwide. I mean, you know, these are things that you shouldn't be doing. Don't commit adultery. It's not good. It's not good for society. It's not good for you. It's not good for the person you committed suicide. Uh, suicide. It is, it is like spiritual suicide almost. It's not good in any way for the person. You, it's not good for the family. It's not good for the marriage. It's not good. Don't do that. I mean, I'm glad that commandment's there. So here I am not cheating on my spouse, and I'm going to heaven. Yay. No. That's not what it says, but let's keep following this out. I say I know him, but I'm not going to keep his commandments. I'm a liar, and truth's not in me. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Um, we're going to keep on marrying up commandments, his word, love, and light. What's the opposite? Hate, darkness, stumbling. <laughs> Verse 10, there's no occasion of stumbling. And so, I mean, think about this. I want his word, I want light. I want life, I want fellowship, I want love, and I want, and uh, no, no, I want stumbling. I'm all for hate. Uh, sign me up for darkness. But those are the choices. They're pretty stark, right? And this is, we see this all the way through here. Whoso keepeth the word in him, very is the love of God perfected or matured or comes to, uh, hereby know we that we are in him. I know. I'm in him because I keep his word and God's perfecting his love in me is what the verse says. Now, this is always a self-test going through this whole part here. He that saith he abideth him ought also himself to walk even as he walked. Now, we're talking about walk. We're not talking about his stride. Jesus had a little limp or something and you got a limp like, no, no, no. We're not talking about walk. We're talking about lifestyle, obviously. Your lifestyle ought to look like Jesus Christ. That's what it's saying. He, he, he that saith, and it's he that saith. Now, look at, look at verse um, 6 of chapter 1. If we say, uh, look at verse 8. If we say, look at verse 9. If we confess, and he that saith. Because, I mean, what's the saying? Look at verse 9. He that saith. People say, but there's not always a truth behind it in the actuality of how you walk. Like I say, oh, I love the Lord, but I'm... I hate people, and I'm not keeping his commandments. Well, this part here saying, I'm not telling the truth. He that saith he abideth in him ought also to walk even as he walked. Well, what does that look like? Well, it looks like verse 7. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Well, what is it? Well, anyone want to take a guess? What's the old commandment, the new commandment that's not so new that it's old now at this time? What, what, what commandment is he talking about? Love. How'd you know that? So we, we know because we know that. Look at 1 John chapter 3. Let's go to verse 11. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning. We get a message from the beginning. I wonder what it is. That we should love one another. And he gives a good, bad example, Cain. Not like Cain. There's no love there. I mean, and, he, and we'll get there, okay. Uh, how about another one? How about Second John? A few more pages. Let's get to the epistle of Second John. Let's get verse 5. And now I beseech thee, lady, 
not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we have heard from the beginning, that we love one another. Okay, so we is it the Ten Commandments? No, it's love. By the way, those go nicely together in a sense of like, if you really love, you're not going to commit adultery, you're not going to steal from somebody, you're certainly not going to kill them, you're not going to spread nasty rumors about them, you know, you're not going to covet their stuff, you're not going to lie false statements about them, right? So they, it, it, it goes together, it dovetails nicely, but this is a new commandment. Um, if, if you say that you abide in him, we live in Christ, we ought to walk like Christ walked. What does that look like? It looks like love. Now, this is going to challenge our hearts a little bit because I, I know you're loving people. I know that. I know that. But you don't love like Jesus loves, and I don't love like Jesus loves. Not all the time, not perfectly. So there's always room for us to grow. And again, I'm not, I'm not casting dispersions anyway. I'm going to say, you're not a loving person. You're a hateful, spiteful, nasty. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, when I look at this, I get God speaking to my heart. I, I say I abide in him. Well, isn't it true that I ought also to walk even as he walked? And that would be just going to one situation after another, spreading light and love and healing and making things better and not making anything worse. You don't do that all the time. I don't do that all the time. Let me just say that. It's not a new commandment. It's the old one. It's the one you've heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you. Which thing is true in him and in you? Because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Okay. Commandments and light and love. And it's all in the same thing. He's just talking about it from a different angle. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brothers in darkness even till now. I was just thinking here this morning. I wasn't thinking about this earlier. I even get through everything here that I want to get through. In Revelation, one of the letters to one of the churches, the first church. You can go to Revelation or not, whatever you want to do. I'll just read it. That's in chapter 2. Under the angel of the church of Ephesus, Ephesus, darling, Right? Under the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walk in the midst of seven golden candlesticks, lampstands, right? Light givers. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thy, thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and not, and hast found them liars. Hey, good, good job, guys. I've been noticing this stuff. You've borne, you've had patience, and for my name's sake you've labored and have not fainted. Good job, attaboy. Nevertheless, uh-oh. <laughs> I hate that. You're going to turn a corner like that. You go to the bosses and he's giving you the, this is what you've done the last year and it's good and you did this and you did this and you did it and you're all sitting there and you're, you're thinking like, whoo-hoo, raise time and stuff like this. Nevertheless, oh, it takes all the wind out of your sails, doesn't it? It doesn't. Jesus does it too. I would say, I mean, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Is that a big thing or a small thing? I think it's kind of a big thing. Job one. It's the, it's the E on the top of the I chart, right? Love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Oh, so I'm doing these good works, and, I, and I've born, and I've patiently worked, and for his name's sake, I've labored, I've not fainted, but I forgot God, and I forgot to love him. Uh, <laughs> swing and a miss, right? Uh, 
Well, I'm doing a lot of good things. You're not doing the main thing, Jesus is saying. And I think this, I love this anger here in his voice. I think it's some sort of like melancholy, some sort of sadness. In, in the way I take it, and you, you can disagree with that. I have somewhat against thee, thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, where thou art fallen, and repent. Wonderful word, repent. Do the first works, or else I will come quickly, and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. You're going to take my candlestick away? Wow, big deal. Oh, it's a huge deal. It's huge. It's, it's, there's no light anymore. And now, there's, uh, listen, game, set, match. You're all done. When Jesus takes your candlestick away, that's like, that's the light of his presence, the light of his glory. Well, why would he ever remove that? If, the, if you don't love him, now we're just all lukewarm, we're floundering, we ha- we're pointless, we're a ship with no rudder, we don't have any, we just drift on sea, we're, we don't have any purpose at all. And he's saying, I'm, I know, I don't want to be in a church like that's pointless, where people will learn rules, where they'll learn stuff but they won't learn to love me i'm not i'm not blessing that i'm not there i'm not going to be there with my presence my blessing my candlestick my lampstand because light and love and fellowship and all that stuff they're all you can't separate them and we ought to walk as he walked if we say we're in him there's got to be light there's got to be love and then his blessing will be there oh i guarantee it he that saith he is in light and hateth his brother is in darkness even till now. Verse 9. I'll give you an example of something hateful. I thought Black Lives Matter movement is hateful. It's not really Black Lives Matter. It's just liberal black lives. And if you're not a LBGQT, if you say, if you're saying that, I don't think that's a legitimate. Oh, you're hateful. You're hateful. Oh, you're... So I'm going to go out and I'm going to protest. By the way, God bless protest. We founded nation on peaceful protest. I had Independence Day yesterday. What did you do with Independence? I had freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, lawful assembly. I own a gun. I'm just taking advantage of all my freedoms. I just love... Uh, I love the Constitution. I've uh, sworn to defend it... Uh, uh, I, uh, a vow that I took when I was uh, 17 years old that I've never gone back on, by the way, uh, defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I, I love the Constitution. I do. I love freedom. And I hate those who would try to take it away from us. I hate that, that whole... That's, so here I am. Here's my movement. We're all against racist, <laughs> or racism, but I don't agree with you fight racism with racism. I don't think you fight supposed hatred with more hatred. At the end of the day, what do I do? I'm stumbling around the darkness, ripping down statuary and causing and rioting and getting new sneakers after I throw the brick through the window and run off with the $200 Converse. And that's, that's not really an example of walking in the light and fellowship and obeying commandments and loving God and walking as Jesus walked. Can I just give you a, a, a good, bad example? No, I, we can be uh, against racism by being against racism. There's only one race, the human race. And how much melan, melanin, melatonin, I don't remember. How much 
of, of this you have or don't have in your skin is not the basis for any decision ever that's ever been made. Uh, and if you think in those terms, I don't know what verse you're looking at, because the Bible certainly doesn't, you know. I, a friend of mine, a good friend, as a matter of fact, he's talking about his single daughter. He said, I want to get married. And he said, not to a black guy. And I said, what? <laughs> I was just, what? what? <laughs> I mean, you know, um, we have a single son and, uh, and one who's happily married 20 years now, doing really good. Um, I never, we never thought like, gee, I hope he marries a, doesn't marry a Korean or an American Indian or a black woman or, we never thought in terms of that. It was, it didn't, it never came up like, how could that even be a consideration or a concern or who cares about that on any level? And so I challenged my friend, he says, I just want, you know, grandkids to look like me. I'm thinking, you aren't all that handsome, buddy, you know what I mean? But, Beyond all that, I mean, really? Because I, I know if my uh, grandchildren were a little darker, looked like they had more of a tan or more, I'd hate them. I'd just, I wouldn't like them, right? No, that's so silly. I don't, I don't understand. I don't think. And can't we just be against racism by being against racism? Because that's how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to, you know, and I'll preach against and I'll talk about it and I'll call out racism when I see it and say, that's, that's wrong, that's immoral. I don't think I'll burn down anything though, or knock over anyone's public property that you paid for with your taxes and stuff. I don't think that's a good idea at all. That's not walking as Jesus walked. So how do, so, so that, well, that's them. What do we, well, we have our own problems. You know, I think sometimes we do hateful posts on Facebook and we're not exactly walking as Jesus walked. We're not promoting the things that Jesus promotes, we're not advocating light. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brothers in darkness, even to now. So how do you feel about those Black Lives Matter advocates? Don't hate them. <laughs> hey, right, you can't do that. Um, I'm not an LBGQ, I forget all the initials, LBGQT, is that what it is? I don't know, they add in a few initials every day. Seems like I can't keep track of them, all the alphabet soup there. Um, how, how do I feel about that movement? Not so good. I think it's against God. How do I feel about those people trapped in those lifestyles? You gotta love them. I mean, is there any question? No, we're not. We're all in agreement on that. They call us haters. We're not haters. I, I, I don't even know any haters practically, but there is, and there is a tendency. And we gotta we gotta sort this all out. I don't like what you're doing. I think this is against America. I think it's against God. I think it's against mankind. I think it's not common sense. I think it's hurtful and not helpful that we don't go on and say, you are, and start characterizing. And, you know, I, I don't, you saying this, so now I hate you. That's, no, no, no. But he that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. See, it's love and Light and brotherhood and fellowship. Oh, there's just stumbling and bumbling and trying to figure out stuff that you have no propensity to figure out whatsoever. He that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness. Um, verse 6, he that saith he abideth in him also to walk even as he walked. Well, what does that look like? Well, it looks like love. Verse 6, 7, 8, etc., etc. Hatred? No. Verse 
11, he that hateth his brothers in darkness and walketh in darkness. So you're walking in darkness. You're certainly not walking with Jesus. Is love important? Oh, it's so important. And he knoweth not whither he goeth because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So there's one who would shout, follow me, I'll take you to the place you ought to be. Are you walking like Jesus walked? Well, I don't care about Jesus. This is political and we got to do this and we got to... No, not going with. No. Um, You're in a... It's the blind leading the blind. I'm going to stumble and trip and I'm going to walk through the same darkness you're walking through. Why would I do that? I'm in the light now. Um, Now, we're going to come away with this with one idea. You know, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to love up a storm. I'm going to... Man, I'm going to be I'm going to be known for my love. I'm going to be so loving. That's a good idea. I mean it, it is. It's a good feeling. A good it's a, it's it's commendable. But it's you won't it won't work. We can't do God's work in the power of the flash. I'm going to pray for a fresh filling of the spirit. I'm going to repent for the things I've done wrong. I'm going to ask God to to walk with me, show me how to do this. You know, in every situation, this is what I think his commandments are. I write no new commandment unto you, an old commandment. Again, a new commandment I write unto you. This is what I think his commandments are. I have found, and I'm going to go a minute or two over, please, I think it's vitally important. I find that when God, when I'm obedient, he has a lot to say to me. And I don't think he will promote me past my last act of rebellion. He just, doesn't so he'll but if i'm i'm lord i want to do your will i want you to speak into my heart and tell me that and it's not like well if you tell me then i'll determine if i'll do it or not no no he's not on any compunctions to show you anything in that situation lord i'm here i'm your servant you purchased me with your blood all i care about is doing what you care about all my agenda is to do your agenda i am your abject slave i am your servant i do whatever you want Will he tell you? I'm surprised at how much things he will tell me. I will, I'm surprised at how much he speaks to me. Lord, this situation, my marriage, I don't handle I'm in over my skis. When I, as soon as I said I do, I, I'm done. I, get, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me? Yeah. Yeah, I can help you. I want you to treat her good. I'll, I'll show you what you need to do. Lord, in this situation at work, I, these people, they don't understand. I'm trying to, uh, well, no, I'll, we'll work this through together, Adam. What about, here I am. I'm here to help. I'm here to show up. I'm here to do. You're going to do what I tell you? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely, sir. He has a lot of commandments. He has a lot of things to say. Can I give you an example? Just a, just a real quick one. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Some of you guys know, know it well. You don't have to turn there. You can if you want. Okay, right? First Thessalonians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Uh Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, yeah, Colossians, and then First Thessalonians, chapter five. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from every appearance of evil. Uh, now, if you go through the, and you count them all, I think there's 22 of them. Is any of those Ten Commandments? Rejoice evermore. Commandment number 11. 
<laughs> Rejoice in or despise not prophesying. This is the Spirit of God talking to the church collectively. Will he tell you these different things in these different situations and bring these to mind, bring these to remember, whisper them into your heart, show you them, have somebody bring them into your life? Well, he, he knows how to get a message across. He really does. This is the commandments that I think he's talking about us walking in. Not don't kill. I think he's, for the situation, if we're walking with him in fellowship, we're not stumbling, we're not messing up, we're not tripping in darkness. It's not the blind leading the blind. It's the light of the glorious creation, God, leading his people who don't really know how to get around all the time. That's what I think when I'm talking about fellowship. I'm not talking about, you know, back at the beginning of the book, and first we'll end here. Verse 3, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. There's got to be a benefit to that, doesn't there? I get to go to heaven when I die? Good, as opposed to the alternative, good, but is that it? No, I want to I wanna walk with you. I want to enjoy you. I want to hang out with you. I want to I want to involve myself with the things that you're involved with. I want to go to work with you. I want to drive back and forth with you. I like when you sing uh, praises to my name. I like when you pray to me. I like, I like when we just kind of hang out. And we just Listen, God didn't make us because he needed us, because he was like super lonely. There's love and community inside the Godhead. He made us because he wanted to make us, because he wanted to... Have fellowship with us. I don't know another word. I say hang out because I think we understand what hang out means. Going to hang out with Susie. To have a great day. I don't care what we're doing. It's going to just because enjoy. She's funny and she's a very godly person, and I just love everything about her. I just would rather hang out with her than like anybody. And don't you have friends and spouses and people in your life you just rather be with them than anyone else? Is God number one on the list? You're number one on his list. Let's pray. Let's stand and pray. And we ought to hear a song. Lord, we would fellowship with you. We would walk as you walk. We would keep your commandments. The day-to-day will whisper in our ear, this is the way walking in it. We, we, we want to be obedient, Lord. We want to we wanna be found faithful. We want to be different. We don't want to be like everybody else. We want to have clear vision. We want to be, we want to humbly walk in wisdom. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.